Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Let's move forward to the moves that, that are moves. But, like, are they good moves? You know, like they're moves, but are we sure that they actually were good? Let's go with the Lakers because they did a lot. They did a bunch of stuff. Um, really, the metrics and the barometer about what you think about the Lakers offseason is what you really thought about the Lakers this postseason. Do you think that this is real? Do you think they're a Western Conference Finals team again? Or do you think that they got lucky along the way? Do you think that they played teams that were on the last bit of fumes? Or or do you think they, they played the Memphis Grizzlies at full strength? Okay. If you think they're real, then you love this offseason. If you think that they probably need to blow it up and probably start again, you probably don't. They didn't have a, a ton to pay. I do like get the Gabe Vincent signing. Get, they get him at the MLE, the mid-level exception, which is three years and $33 million. They pick up Torian Prince, which I don't hate because they only get him for one year. He's long. He's versatile. He can do some things. They re-signed D'Angelo Russell. Ugh. But they don't have to pay him a lot. Two years, $37 million. $18.5 million for D'Lo is about right, especially considering he was making $31 million last year. So if you can get him on a two-year deal for basically what he was making last year, that's not horrible. He's a pretty good shooter. He stinks on defense. He's like not someone you want in the playoffs. But what are you going to do? You couldn't lose him for nothing. So that's how... This is right now. This NBA game isn't like, oh, you lose D'Lo, you have $37 million that you can spend. It's like, you lose D'Lo, you've got nothing to spend. Cam Reddish you get basically for free. He's on a veteran minimum. He's still young. What is he, 24? I don't even think he's 24. He has upside. Maybe he rehabilitates his career under LeBron. Maybe he's a spark plug off the bench. Maybe he's like the new Lonnie Walker. They end up re-signing Austin Reeves for nothing. I don't know how Austin Reeves decided to come back for four years and $56 million. I thought Austin Reeves would get four years, $100 million. That's what I thought he would get. This is an outrageous contract. I, I really feel like Austin Reeves might be the steal of free agency. He took a hometown discount to stay with Braun and run it back. I get it. Rui Hachimura, 
I don't know about this one, guys. I don't know. I want Rui to be good. Three years, $51 million. If you would have picked him up as a free agent this offseason when he stayed in Washington, you'd probably get him three years, $30 million, to be honest. If he's the player that he was in the playoffs, then he's worth every penny. If he's the player every other minute of every other game that was not the nine games that he played in the playoffs, then it will not be worth it. Like, it will be a horrible signing. That's the problem with the Lakers offseason, that they did not get a shooter. Gabe Vincent is a career 33% three-point shooter. Rui Hachimura shot lights out in the playoffs, but I think he shoots like 17% from three in real life. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, that's worse than D'Lo. And he couldn't solve their three-point woes last year. Torian Prince can shoot the three okay, but again, he's on par with D'Lo. He's not a high-volume shooter. If the Lakers could figure out a way to get Buddy healed, I don't know how they do that, then maybe it's a success. As it stands, it's still a bit of a mystery. Moving forward, another team that is a little bit fascinating to me is the OKC Thunder. Why do they have so many guards? I don't understand it. How do they have eight of them? I want to meet Sam Presti next week and just be like, hey, could I ask you a question without you getting upset? Like, why do you have eight point guards? Are you the Orlando Magic? Are you, is this like a new thing that you guys are trying out? Like the, the full, full 15-man rotation, all guards? Mark Dagnall going to be the first coach in NBA history to run out of five-guard lineups? I don't know. Someone's got to get moved. And it's like, it's not even like they're just drafting guards. They're also picking guards up off of like the European like free market. I don't know. The big signing for them is Vasily Mychik. Mysik? I don't know how to pronounce his name well. Mysic. They get him for three years, $23.5 million. Who is Mysic? He's good. He's a crafty guard. 2021 EuroLeague MVP. One of the best passers in the entire world. He's incredible. He's going to be great somewhere. Is Sam Presti just stocking up his war chest just so he can move guys? Like, I don't know what's going on. It feels like every year Sam Presti does something where I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> like, I don't know. I know. Uh, but I trust him. I do. He's one of those guys where I'm like, he clearly sees something that I don't see. Their latest reclamation project, they get Victor Oladipo. They take on some additional draft picks that they absolutely do not need. Uh, $9.5 million that they take on from the Heat. They take on Davis Bertans, $33 million contract for more picks that they do not need. Uh, they take on uh, Patty Mills on an expiring $6.8 million. And then they draft Cason Wallace. Sir, what are we up to? They also get another international player, Jack White, another guard, by the way, from the Australia, uh, he's from Australia, from the Nuggets. So like Josh Giddy, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Lou Dort, Cason Wallace, Patty Mills, Oladipo, Bertans, how many fucking guards? There's more, isn't there? There's more. Trey Mann? Trey Mann? Who else? 
Who else? Mysich? Isaiah Joe? Why you have so many? Why? Anyway, and Sam we trust. I promise I trust him. It just doesn't make sense yet. The Milwaukee Bucks also moving forward are also a wait-and-see team. They re-signed Chris Middleton. They re-signed Brooke Lopez. Uh, apparently, by the way, the Houston Rockets are very fucking mad at Brooke Lopez. Apparently, they thought Brooke Lopez was going to be a Rocket. They were going to fuck shit up for like the 2-38 to 38 wins per, game, per year. And they're like, yeah, we're going to fuck up the West. We're going to win 38 games. Um, but they run it all the way back. Chris Middleton, three years, $102 million, which is wild because he turned down 40. So the other two, I don't know, fine. Brooke Lopez, two years, $48 million. They also add his brother as like a little sweetener. Oh, it's like, oh, Kelgin Blevins. Shockingly, they bring back Jay Crowder, who didn't even know what his role was on the team. He only re-signed probably because he knew that Budenholzer needed to be fired and his role was only undefined because it was Bud. They lose Javon Carter, which Javon Carter probably on this team would have gotten some run because Bud hated him. Uh, and jo- Joe Ingles also moves on. Adrian Griffin's going to build around this defense, probably the best league when healthy. Um, yeah, they need to figure it out. Their three-point shooting probably needs a little bit of an upgrade. Maybe you try to figure out if you can get Buddy Heald. They did get Malik Beasley, who hilariously Shams Sharanya said was a major pickup for the Milwaukee Bucks, which means Malik Beasley's agent wrote it for him. Um, like, alert, alert, PR team, PR team. It's like when an athlete gets copy from the agency or from the brand that they're supposed to be doing a spot for, and they forget to be like, insert name, and then they like just literally (laughs) copy and paste, and it's like, hi, I'm insert name. I'm here to represent Powerade. That was basically what the Sham Sharanya tweet was. Also, pretty nice signing. No shade to Malik Beasley. The connection between you and your therapist matters. That's why Alma focuses on helping you find the right someone to talk to, not just anyone. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search by what you want to focus on, like anxiety, relationships, or big life transitions. You can also specify preferences around gender, race, faith, and more to help you find someone who's more likely to understand where you're coming from. Alma also makes it easy for therapists to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of providers in their directory accept insurance for sessions, so you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash not just anyone to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash not just anyone. Let's move forward, though. The strange moves. We can't have a podcast talking about strange moves that no one understands without discussing the Toronto Raptors. What are they doing? What's up? I don't know. They're one of two teams acting like it's 2019 and it's the good old free agency days instead of jumping in on the trade parade. Trade your fucking players, Masai. They don't want to stay there. OG wants to leave. They're one of the few teams that are happy to underachieve and still let players walk away from nothing. Like, I don't understand it. Masai Ujiri has a history of letting talent walk out the door. Marcus All, Danny Green, Serge Ibaka, Kawhi, all of them gone, 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 gone for 
zero. Kyle Lowry could have been traded before the deadline before he had to be signed and traded away for a Goran Dragic, who never played a game in a Toronto Raptors uniform, and Precious Achulia, who is just languishing in Toronto. You could have gotten a haul for him, too. There were plenty of teams like the Lakers who wanted to trade for him, also Miami. But you wanted that. You wanted to get it all, and so you got almost nothing. Then Fred Van Fleet, he, they walk, he walks away for nothing. So can we just look at Masai's record? So they traded away a top-protected first-round pick for Jakob Pertl. They had to overpay to keep him in the offseason. They signed Otto Porter. That was atrocious. He barely played. I don't even think he played. Stanley Johnson stinks. He's a Drew League legend. Pat McCall only has a ring because he played for the Warriors. That's the only reason I know him is because of that. You get the picture. It's not good. This is a roster that is a play-in team. And they have a first-year head coach and a bunch of disgruntled starters who don't really know their role. And Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi. Scotty Barnes has already unfollowed Fred Van Fleet, so there's some history there. This is a team that doesn't want to admit the facts. They need to rebuild. You've got players with redundancies at multiple positions. They believe there's more potential to this team than there is, and I do not see it. They cannot shoot. They cannot score. They're a bunch of long defenders. Let me just tell you now, in 2024, that shit does not work. OG and Gary Trent Jr. are the only shooters they have. Scotty Barnes, 29% shooter. Pascal, 32% shooter. Jalen McDaniels, 32% shooter. Just believe me. They're not shooters. Then what do they do? That Who's their big signing once Fred Van Fleet leaves? Oh, yeah, Dennis fucking Schroeder. Also, not a shooter. 32% from three on a mid-level exception. Hey, Masai, your point guards can't fucking shoot. They stink. So why do you want to keep this team together? I don't know. This roster is duck butter. This roster is straight cheeks. This team is going to go, I think this is like a 10 or 11 seed. Moving forward, another team that has made moves that I'm not so sure about being good, but I also kind of just don't think they're good. The Houston Rockets are making a massive splash. Ime Udoka wants to make moves. They want to get to winning, get to, what do they say, get busy living or get busy dying. That's the Houston Rockets right now. They made the biggest splash of the offseason. Fred Van Fleet, three years, $130 million. They give Dylan Brooks 80 over four. Why? What are you doing? Why? Why add all these vets, these, well, let's just be real, like kind of cantankerous, salty-ass vets too, when you have such a young team? Why add a point guard when you have a bunch of other point guards on this team? Why add a guy who's 5'11 on a good day with shoes on who is injury-prone? Also, not a great shooter, shoots with side spin, Thumbs the ball a ton. Why get a non-shooting defender? This doesn't make a lot of sense for Houston. Maybe Ime Udoka. This is like literally an OKC thing. Like, I don't know. I trust Ime Udoka. Maybe he knows what he's doing. Maybe he knows something I don't know. I'm going to let it play out. They're going to be a fun team. There's lots of question marks surrounding them. They will not compete for anything, but they will be a lot of fun to watch. Moving forward, a lot of people love the Dallas draft day. They signed Kyrie also to a monster deal. Three years, $126 million. That's about 30% more than pretty much anyone was going to pay. So why? Why'd they do it? Just to keep him happy. They didn't want him to force his way out again. Why? I don't know. I think their offseason, they got even worse. Where was Kyrie going to go? 
Where was he? What What was he gonna do? He gonna go to L.A.? No. You're gonna go to Houston? Okay. No. Which they did explore, by the way. Which would have been very funny. Kyrie, the Houston Rocket, would have been amazing. Him and Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. and Al- oh my god, I need it. Inject that into my veins. Anyway. Oh, yeah, Phoenix. Like, you're going to go to Phoenix? You, Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker. What is this? OKC? Three-guard lineup rolling out? I don't know. Anyway, what they did do is help their three-point shooting woes. They signed Seth Curry. That move makes Tim Hardaway Jr. He's very expensive, very expendable. Then they add Dante Exum, who comes back to the NBA. Apparently, his shot is fixed. They grabbed Rashawn Holmes. They brought back Dwight Powell, who I cannot believe is entering his 10th year as a Maverick. I thought he was 27. Guess not. Sam Quinn and all the others think that Dallas isn't done. Clint Capella's name keeps coming up in trade rumors. We are going to keep our eyes on the Mavs. Ooh, Tim Hardaway to the Hawks wouldn't be terrible. Because of right now, there's not anyone who believes that the Dallas Mavericks are any better than a 10th or 11th place team that they were last year. Let's go on incomplete. Philadelphia 76ers. They are... I have a small James Harden problem. It does not look like it's going to get fixed. We know that Daryl Morey is not going to let James Harden go for nothing. How do we know? Because he didn't let Ben Simmons go for nothing. He got James Harden for Ben Simmons. Okay? So everyone knew Ben Simmons stunk, and yet somehow he turned him into James Harden. So somehow he'll come out with Dame. In this mix. Like, somehow, Daryl Morey will get Dame. Anyway, uh, Harden apparently was very unhappy with the hiring of Nick Nurse. Shocking. <laughs> we knew that that was going to be the case. Like, what? Harden and Nick Nurse? No chance. Apparently, he wasn't terribly fond of Doc Rivers either, who basically got fired for trying to tell James Harden, hey, um, you need to, like, come to games. You can't go to Vegas and party with little baby. Uh, before game two of the Eastern Conference semifinals, okay? He wanted a long-term deal also. He gave a sweetheart deal to Daryl Morey and the 76ers on a two-year deal, hoping that he would get maxed out and that they gave them a real chance to sign guys like P.J. Tucker and Daniel House. And there was all this thing about how James Harden was unselfish and he just wanted to win. And guess what? Now he wants his money. And now they don't want to pay him his fucking money. So guess what? James Harden's like, time to look deep into my closet for that baby blue fat suit. And that's where we're at. We also know that Ime Udoka and the Houston Rockets don't want any part of James Harden. They never did, never will. No one in the NBA is very interested in Harden except for who? The LA Clippers. So Daryl Morey has all the leverage in this deal. Even though he loves Harden, he's not going to overpay for Harden. So James does what James does, which is opt into his player option and then says, hey, get me the fuck out of here. Time is a flat circle. This has the potential to get really ugly. And it appears that the Sixers are now out of the Damian Lillard sweepstakes. And that just now means that we will wait and see until James Harden decides whether he's going to sink another franchise. Also, really quick aside, this whole news story about Tyrese Maxey being untouchable is laughable. There are, I don't know if you've seen it. I don't really want to go into it. But the new story is that the Sixers will, would trade for Dame, but they won't give up Tyrese Maxey. <gasps> Not Tyrese Maxey. Like, come on now. <laughs> Let's get out of here. That's, that's outrageous. Let's move forward. Let's talk about the Miami Heat for a second. 
Uh, they are having a very strange offseason. They are all in on Dame. What happens if they don't get Dame? They will stink. They will fucking stink. They don't have Max Struess. They lose him. He goes to Cleveland. They go, they lose Gabe Vincent. And he goes to the Lakers. They lose Oladipo and Cody Zeller. They hold on to Kevin Love. And then they add the disappointments of Josh Richardson, who they spit out like a bad penny like four years ago to trade him for Jimmy Butler. If you remember, he was in that Jimmy Butler sign-in trade. And Thomas Bryant. And so now they just wait and see if the Blazers actually acquiesce to Damian Lillard's demand for one team and one team only, which is the Miami Heat. Uh, because if that doesn't happen, it's going to be hard times in South Beach. It's going to be some lean years. It's going to be really hard for this team to make it back to the playoffs, let alone the finals. Free agents still on the market. We still have P.J. Washington, Grant Williams, Christian Wood, Kelly Oubre, who is rumored to be going maybe back to the Golden State Warriors, which I think is absolutely no chance of happening, and Matisse Thibel. So we will see where these free agents end up or if there's any more news to come. But for now, free agency was a bit of a dud and Summer League is on its way. So we will be coming live and on the ground from Las Vegas all week. That's all the time that we have for the Heat Check. Check back for Summer League coverage. Uh, There will be many episodes that drop unexpectedly as well. Do not forget to download, subscribe, and tell your friends. And follow us on social at this Heat Check and at Trista Crick on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. As long as Twitter's still around. See you next time, folks, and thanks for listening. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus